So what um, brought you to the Wellness Wednesday today? Um, our chaplains, they come, I want to say almost every day, like to our department, and then um, I was just told by coworkers that it's Wednesday, and we all know Wellness Wednesday from, I think it's 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., um, and they have like healthy snacks, massage chairs, tea, so it's just the perfect break from chaos sometimes. <laughs> yes, and what did you take advantage of in the room today? Um, I don't, usually don't have time to sit down on the massage chairs, but I always get tea and whatever snacks they have. They always have chocolate, always, 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 so I get some chocolate too. <laughs> nice, nice. Experience in the space. Um, we always enjoy. I love the tea, which I have after I eat my lunch. Uh, but the tea and just the nice little calm. If you get a second to sit in there, like when they have the chairs for a massage and different stuff, that helps. And just to have a space to like let your marbles roll back together. Yeah, that yeah, helps. Exactly. <laughs> Were you able to be in there for a couple minutes? Just a few minutes. Yeah. I Do you think for that the even tea. A few minutes makes a difference. It does. Yeah. It definitely does. We definitely enjoy it. Everybody's like, it's Wellness Wednesdays. So one of my teammates recommended that we come sit in the massage chair, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Is that what you enjoyed the most in there? Um, yes, and then I got some chocolate also. Nice. And some tea, some mint tea. Hi, I'm Carrie Adair, and this is the Voices of Duke Health podcast. Today we're visiting the chapel at Duke Raleigh Hospital, where every Wednesday afternoon it becomes a space specifically designed for hospital staff to relax and recharge. My name is Adrian Dixon. I'm the Director of Chaplain Services and Education at Duke Raleigh Hospital. So, how did your line of work kind of shape into the Wellness Wednesdays? As chaplains, I think a lot of times people think of us as responding to our patients and, and their families during times of crisis. And over the last almost two years, our work has shifted to not only include patients and, and their loved ones, but to really put a focus on our staff. Particularly at the height of COVID, we started looking at how can we provide those moments of respite, those moments of, of just getting off the floor for our staff. It It wasn't anything monumental that kind of hit and said oh wow let's you know let's be able to offer this one thing it was more organic that began with an event that happened shortly after the inauguration we wanted to do something just because of the stress that so many staff were feeling at that time in january and it was so well received that we decided to start doing it on a weekly basis was there anything in particular that inspired the wellness wednesdays for us seeing that that first offering of a meditation space that we did in January really felt like we kind of popped a balloon that, that got a lot of people's attention and we saw the staff response to it. And just some, some internal polling that we did on the units was like, if we were to do this more regularly, would you guys like that? And the overwhelming response was absolutely yes. And so we decided to commit to a weekly day. Felt like Wednesdays was the optimal day to kind of help people get over the hump and and so we started offering it in I believe in March and we've run with it since and it's been really well received we've been able to add to it as the the months have gone along in terms of what we offer in the room 
and we've even taken it on the road to our Macon Pond Women's Cancer Center and to our Cary Cancer Center. Wow, that's amazing. Can you tell me a little about what is involved when people walk in the door? Yeah, so it, it takes about 30 minutes to set the space up, and so we typically start setting it up around 1230. We use our chapel. And so when people walk in, one of the first things they're probably going to recognize, even through the mask, is the essential oils that are going. And so in addition to the smells, one of the other things they might be drawn to is a visual babbling brook or a a water feature of sorts. The lights are turned way down low. We have battery-operated candles that are going. And then as as people kind of navigate the space, we, we have snacks and hot teas available. We have massage chairs that staff can take time in, which are the, the biggest hit. We have uh, guided meditations available. We have chair yoga. We have two activity stations, one that has coloring and being able to write notes to team members. The other is a, a place for staff to do a Zen garden, as well as a water feature that allows them to write down maybe things that they're struggling with and put it in the water and watch it dissolve. I love that. All of that sounds so peaceful and restorative. And when people leave this space, how do you think they feel? And and has anyone told you about what that's like? Yeah, usually the words thank you are often said and and made sure they're communicated as, as people leave. We have been following people through a Qualtrics survey, asking people to complete and share with us their feedback. And it's been really amazing to see the feedback from our frontline staff who have said this is this is vital to their work day. People who have said, I chose to work Wednesdays so I could specifically come to this. This enhances their work experience at Duke Raleigh. It renews them for the rest of their shift and the care they're providing. That's fantastic. How long do people spend in the space? No more than 10 minutes. Yeah, it, and, and the staff are really mindful of other staff who are coming in, so we've never had to ask anyone to get out of a massage chair for other staff to, to have a turn. It's a time where staff pop in, they stay as long as they feel like they need to, but it never feels like people are just camping out. And I think they're mindful that they have to get back to the unit, but I'd say five to 10 minutes is what we typically see. It's pretty remarkably short given you know the impact that it sounds like it's having. Yeah, in that three hour window we We've, we've seen as high as 60, 65 folks come through and as, as low as 39. So we tend to be in that 40 to 50 range, number of staff members that are stopping by, which feels very steady. So what are some of the feelings that the staff members might be coming in with? Exhaustion is one we hear, I think, over the last maybe month or so, frustration at things that are happening in our community, maybe even some anger. I think trying to stay grounded in this work that they're doing and uh, the the emotions have been wide-ranging but they they tend to be more rooted in this almost I'm running on empty and any little thing I can find to help me get through this moment I'm gonna take and this feels like one of those small things we can do to help them get through the day and give them something to look forward to Over the, the several months we've been doing this, we, we definitely have developed our regulars that stop by who really have seen this as a value added for their work experience at Duke Raleigh. 
So it sounds like it's become something really meaningful for people. I think it has, and I know we're all looking forward to the day COVID is gone. I'm not sure the meditation space will go away. I think it's become a, a fixture in our hospital and something that even if we were in the best of times, I think it is something that our staff see as valued to them and something that feels like it's the right thing to do for our staff. Absolutely, because even before the pandemic, rates of burnout and right. healthcare were concerning. They, they were, and I, I think part of when you you know we think about burnout and resiliency and compassion fatigue, just all the things that go along with this this kind of work. I think one of the things that has been a anecdotal learning for me is just the value of presence and and the value of encouragement and affirmation. So rather than giving people stuff, it, it feels like what we are able to give them is time. And, and that, that is time with the chaplain in the room, that we're there to talk and encounter and engage, or it's just time to yourself to, to find whatever it is that centers you, whatever it is that gives you strength to stay in this work. And so it feels like something very simple, but a very profound way that we can support our staff. And what are some of the other programs or activities that you're doing to help bring a little bit of calm or peace or just connection day-to-day around here? So our, our team has really shifted in, in terms of responsibilities, not away from patients and their loved ones because that demand very much is still there, but really have embraced a well-being component for our staff. And so in addition to the meditation room, our chaplains round on our nursing units every day with a, a compassion cart, and it is filled with snacks and chocolate and cotton lavender balls that just communicate our thankfulness for the work they're doing. We have letters from children writing to our healthcare team how grateful they are for them. And so each day we round on a different unit and if a unit's particularly having a hard day, we'll throw things together on a card and and make our way to the unit. And so we have those soft touches every day and when the card arrives on the unit, it's so great to see the staff find their way to the card and just engage for five minutes. And sometimes it can be, hey, look, this came at the right moment, been having a really hard day. And for other staff to hear that and just kind of put their hand on their back and just encourage them. So it's not as if this person's having to bear it on their own. Even giving voice to it can be really powerful. We've also found those critical areas in our hospital, specifically our ICU, where we focus on a lot of bi-weekly staff support. So we have a an offering that we call ICU Strong, where we provide an opportunity for our ICU staff to get together and function much like a support group, where staff just talk about what they're feeling, how are they feeling, how are the times making them feel, and then working through what do we do with those feelings? How do we keep coming back to work? How, how do we hang in there when times get tough? And the topics have been wide ranging, but they feel like, it feels like, again, that's become something that's ingrained in our, our culture now. I mean, all of those programs sound so potentially helpful, but pretty straightforward, at least from sort of a programmatic perspective. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and maybe what is the, the cost or other more operational sides of these programs? It, it has put a lot more on our chaplain team in terms of, of what we've committed ourselves to do. But I also think it's been an opportunity for us as chaplains to step in and do what we can do as so many other people in healthcare are stepping up. It's been an opportunity for us to step up and to really support the providers and the care team. 
it really has been a labor of love. It's not been anything we were doing begrudgingly or because someone told us we had to. It felt like the right thing to do. And our administration has been so supportive. I think from uh, our executive team, they so desperately want to help and let our team know how valuable they are so that when we're talking about our staff, we have been told yes a lot more than we've been told no. I can't, I'm not sure I can even think of a time when we were told no when it comes to offering support for our staff. So there is a desire to want to support our staff. Operationally, you know, you're looking at the, the cost and the investments we've made to get the meditation room supplies here. And we work with our dietary team to provide the snacks, chaplain services bears the cost of that. But again, our administration is supportive of us budgeting resources for that. So it's not a significant cost, but it is something that the hospital is, is you know, expensing and, and investing in. But I personally believe that the return on the investment is significant. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you think about burnout and turnover and people leaving the field or maybe not wanting to come back to the field. I think that's absolutely. Yeah. You know, last week we, it was interesting. You know, I think we all have these subtle reminders of why we do what we do or why we're in the work that we're in. And last week in the meditation space, there was a, one of our new nurses was there and she was just kind of lingering in the space, almost like she was taking it in. And before she left, she came up and she shared with us that she's worked in two other institutions and just in her time at Duke Raleigh, she has not witnessed the support that she's received from the hospital and the other two institutions that she where she had worked. And she's like, I wasn't aware that hospitals did things like this for their staff. And I think that is a story, I wish we could have just bottled that because I, I feel like that is a story that our staff here probably aren't aware of, that you know what is being offered here is significant. I think it is meaningful. But for staff who are coming in, this recognition that, look, there are places who care about the work you're doing. And not just the work you're doing, who care about you and want good for you. And we can't make COVID go away. We can't always address our staff shortages as quickly as we want. But we can try and do something today that feels like it makes a difference. So great to hear. So what keeps you motivated in your role? Uh, That's a good question. I, I think chaplains would probably look at the the idea of a calling much like other people in healthcare and so when everything else is stripped away that call keeps you going but I, I also think there's that that fortitude inside of people when when you see people who are going above and beyond that you you want to rise and kind of meet that as well in your own life and I think for our chaplain team when they see our staff how much they're going above and beyond. I, I think for us, it's that drive to say, and we want to meet you there. We want to go above and beyond too. And the last thing I would ever want our staff to feel like is that somehow they're in this by themselves. So what is it the best piece of advice or a bit of wisdom that you've received from maybe a patient or a colleague or a mentor? So several years ago, I was rounding actually with our, our president at the time and we were walking through the halls and he kind of stopped and he said you know we have doctors of the body and doctors of the mind in the hospital you know we have physicians and psychiatrists he said and i've really come to see chaplains as doctors of the soul and for me that was a moment of just recognizing my, my place and, and recognizing the opportunity that we have to care for people 
Many thanks to Adrian Dixon and the employees of Duke Crowley Hospital who shared their experiences with us. Thanks also to Jenny Clay and Sierra Stubblefield for their help on the episode. I'm Carrie Adair. This is Voices of Duke Health.